Hey there, beautiful people. Hello to Little of This, Little of That podcast, episode number nine. I counted out, this is right this time, nine it is. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. So I'd like to welcome our guest, Colleen. I'm going to talk to us today about... And always, you know, the very reputable and... Is that right? Reputable. Reputable. <laughs> yeah. That was a good effort. It was. It's always a good effort. Yeah. Michael Keane. <laughs> Stop trying to use big words. Mm-hmm. Words and numbers, you just gotta stop. Always welcome back, Michael Heaton. <laughs> welcome back. God. Ah, jeez. I'm so hard. No, I should probably change up. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> After the big have win today. have to have today. something. <laughs> After the big win. Big win against Everton today. You planned this. Totally planned this. So Michael has on a Liverpool hat, um, a shirt, and now scarf. I'm sure Danny Danny McGilligan there is looking at this going crazy. (laughs) Two two with Southampton, and we get the win in in the Derby. Okay, moving swiftly along. Sorry, moving on. Yeah, for all you non-football soccer fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Today we're talking about um, a decade of marriage. So Michael and I have been married for 10 years, almost 11 now. Which is a decade. Which is a decade, as we classified. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, you know, I think it's, you know, we've been asked questions about our marriage. We've, um, you know, been, friends have asked for help in, in certain situations because we've gone through some cer- certain situations. And uh, so we thought that, well, let's talk about it then, I guess. See how we, how we've made it this long. <laughs> Share experiences and what we've gone through, and, and hopefully it can help people along the way because we've been through some shit. Yeah. And uh, if we can make it through what we went through, surely anybody, else can. <laughs> anybody can can make it. Mm-hmm. If you can make it there, you'll make it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the holiday spirit. Yeah. We should have put something up, some some decorations for the Facebook. Yeah. So to start off again, how Michael and I met, um, it was in an Irish bar at Westport Plaza in Maryland Heights, and my friend Heather worked there as a bartender, and she called me up and told me she had a surprise for me, and it was to come up and meet Michael. <clears throat> but I didn't know until I got there. I had a feeling it was gonna be a guy, but I didn't know that he was Irish until after I started chatting with him. And then Michael introduced Tell her him. why. Tell, tell him why Heather wanted to introduce you to an artist. Because my main goal at that time was to... In life. In life at that time. Was to move to Ireland, marry an Irish guy, live in a castle, and have seven dogs. Mm-hmm. So all my friends knew that I wanted to have an Irish man in my life. And look at us. Mm-hmm. Look at it. I put it out there, and I got and we have a castle on wheels. <laughs> we do have a castle. And we have three kids and two, two dogs. dogs. So we're only missing a couple. Still a lot of legs running around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Still might get that. Yeah. Never know. So some words were exchanged, and a number was left, and some phone calls were made, and the next thing you know, um, we talked for like a week before we first hung out again, or had like our first date 
Which was just me coming over to the apartment and drinking and... 20 pack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Knocking them down, keeping up with the boys. And belting out Celine Dion. Yeah. Because everyone knows that I love Celine Dion, and I am not afraid to show my chest bumping. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was awesome. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, you thought it was pretty good then, because obviously you're still with me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Or just I knew at that point you didn't care, so like, well, <laughs> or maybe I have a chance here. <laughs> Obviously, I remember his name. <laughs> so I remember when he introduced me, like, ah, that's the one. Yep, but you know, when you first meet everybody, you're kind of like, oh, please. You know, I, I hope yes. <laughs> I just thought Michael was, <laughs> was looking for Michael. <laughs> so yeah. Meeny, 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 I love Joe and Dave. Good. And then Jared later on. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so um, that, was, that, that was our first meeting. It was fun. I even had my friend call me as like a, a backup, you know, as a plan B. In case. <laughs> my friend Tara, I was like, call me in 30 minutes, make sure I'm alive, make sure that everything's okay. <laughs> make sure that I'm happy. I'll give you the code word. It's all good. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, oh. I just got a brand new bag. Yeah. And she called and I was like, yep, all good. <laughs> All set. Six pairs deep. Oh, um, that's what friends are for. Good to go. Mm -hmm. So, we obviously hit it off. We both had the same interests. We both had the same kind of humor. And um, we both were attracted to each other. And that was kind of how it was for a long time. And not a long time, I guess. <laughs> not really a long time. but Five, six months. Yeah. So, what I like to say is that our, our relationship was pretty much... Um, Pardon the French, but it was a drink, fight, fuck, drink, fight, fuck, drink, fight, fuck, drink. That is exactly how it was. It's like it was, language. yeah. Making it blush. And it was, um, it was fun at the time because we were young and we didn't give a shit. And it was just, uh, we were drinking, we were having fun, and then, you know, drinking obviously leads to other things like jealousy or um, you're not spending enough time with me, and like you know, like all the things come out and all, the, and you know, we have stupid conversations and. You know, you fight, and they're just like, oh, I love you. Then <laughs> <laughs> the makeup session, yes. everything's better. Good to go. We did have our typical Thursday night, um, Grey Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy was kind of new at that time. So Grey's Anatomy was like, and it's like first season, and every Thursday night we'd meet for Grey's Anatomy at his apartment. <laughs> it was fun. The things we do for sex. <laughs> just terrible. Shocking. A lot of, uh, a lot of... <laughs> lingo, you know, trying to figure out each other's lingo because I couldn't understand what the hell he was saying sometimes, and I thought he was telling me he ate poison cakes and things, and... <laughs> we, were, we were talking about our grandmothers, and Colleen was saying how our grandmother normally would push this, that, and the other, and I was like, oh, my grandmother was the same. She was always, we'd come over, and she'd always give us poison cakes. She was like, 
poison cakes? Why would your grandmother give you poison cakes? It's like, no, p p pies. Pies. Pies and cakes. Pies and cakes. Pies and cakes. So, yeah, we, um... The boards and yes, the trees. the boards and the trees. We had a good time, and I met his family. Like, we really, really liked each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about traveling. She told me she loved me after like 45 minutes. That's ridiculous. not true. It's unbelievable. He called me four times the next day after I left. The first time. Clean. So, yeah. <laughs> we go back and forth with this. But um, we had travel plans. We had... Um, I'm going to join the Peace Corps. Peace Corps. Mentor. I still want to do it, actually. And... Um, he invited me to go meet his family in Ireland, which was really awesome because, I mean, you think you like a guy and then you meet his family who, like, you just gel with amazingly. And um, I fell in love with them, you know, immediately and was just like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, and this well, is set. it. This is well, it. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere right now. And uh, so all that drinking and fighting and the other stuff. Yes. Um, turned into surprise, you're pregnant. <laughs> Baby daddy mug. So we got pregnant after six months of being together. So I think that's another feat in itself, the fact that we got pregnant so early on in our relationship and we've still, you know, managed to hang on. <laughs> Keep we it got going. To, we got together in the, the April and February. February. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pregnant in October. <laughs> That's not six months together. That's right? something like that. No, I think we are officially started we together in April. And we <laughs> I remember stuff. Yes. Anyway, I think we found out in October, wasn't it? It was October, yeah. 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 And then I went home for Christmas. And I had the, the daunting task of telling, telling my parents. <laughs> um, but initially, I... <clears throat> called home and or I, I think I'd sent my brother a text because I think I've mentioned this before and I said I'd talk to me younger of the two sisters Brenda mm -hmm. but I was reminded then by Kieran my brother that I, I messaged him first and let him know and uh, I don't remember what the advice was but um, I went home that Christmas and went to sit down with the parents to tell them and um they both fell asleep just as I got the courage to tell them. <laughs> and I think Brenda was in the room at the time as well. But then when they woke up, I was like, all right, I have something to tell you. Mm -hmm. And told them, we're pregnant, and this is the plan. But first of all, my dad laughed, and my mom was like, you better fucking graduate. <laughs> but they, uh, I told them what the plan was. I was going um, to leave the apartment, and I was going to move into the basement with Colleen. Um, my parents' house. My parents living upstairs. That this is the the plan I was given. <laughs> by, uh, my by Joyce. <laughs> well, you're moving you're in here. You're moving in. <laughs> and they were all. She worried. thought he was gonna leave to they, Ireland and never come back. They were worried that I'd graduate and then I'd just make a run for it. Yeah. And Michael's mom was worried that he wouldn't graduate at all. So our parents definitely were freaking out. Yeah. They yeah. saw we were only together for. A short amount of yes. time I thought there's no way this is going to work. And I was 21 and you were 23, I think, or something like that. 22, 23. Yeah. And so we were still fairly young. We weren't, you know, teenagers, but we were start. I mean, we were early 20s. So, I mean, obviously college, like I was job popping and failing out of community college. So it was, it was definitely um, a, a rough time. 
you know, for both of us to be having a baby, you know, let alone, you know, like thinking about, you know, being together and living together for the rest of our, you know, life being connected somehow, you know, by a child. So we both understood a lot of what um, was going to happen in regards to, you know, this could or could not work out. Like we were still very new and we were pregnant. We knew we were going to have the baby. We knew that we were going to do our best to um, stay together and raise the baby, um, you know, but we were like, we're not going to get married. We're not going to go there because we don't know what's, you know, going to happen. Like, what if we both just can't do this together anymore? And it was, it was just a mutual agreement. Like, it was just kind of, yeah, let's just wait it out and see how everything goes. And, um, so that's, that's what we did. And. I think um, my parents were going through a divorce at the time I was pregnant, and so it was. Pretty turbulent time. Yes, so it was hard. You know, I just kind of shut all that out and was just like focus on myself, focus on myself, focus on this baby, focus on what we need to do. So Michael was working, going to school. I was um, working and then you know trying to, I don't know, keep a baby alive in my belly <laughs> before we had it, and then worrying about what to come. And uh, you know, I didn't know what was. Was, I mean, I was new. I had worked in a nursery, and that was it. I mean, I had never... I didn't like kids. Yeah. <laughs> At all. So, um, I had said to him, I go, the number one rule I have for us to make this relationship work is communication. <laughs> because I had seen my parents going through this divorce, and what I noticed was that they didn't have communication. They were not communicating with each other. So, because of that one, the other one didn't know, you know, how the other one was feeling, or uh, wasn't listening properly, so it was, you know, their communicating was then fighting, and so it was just, it had to be communication in a healthy way, and so I think that right then and there, like, even though my parents were going through a divorce, it was actually, um, you know, like, we kind of made a positive out of the negative, I believe, like, I, I said, you know, what, it, what can I take from this experience, and it was the fact that communication was so important and uh, that's always been a number one goal in a relationship is just make sure we communicate that's not to say that we're very good at no. or that I was very good at I would speak for myself no both of us sure but yeah it was that was always an issue for me because I was still even though we had a baby on the way and, and even when Sarah she did come along um, I was still in college mode I was still in that mentality of just take care of myself, me, 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 yeah, party time, um, so I didn't really fully get the concept of, like, this is a child that I am supposed to be there for and raise, and, yeah, we definitely was, learned a lot, um, you know, just being thrown into parent, thrown into parenthood, um, more of what we're learning now, is yeah, <laughs> we, yes, yes, yeah. on how things were going, and, uh, how, you know, Sersha helped out in our relationship a lot and how um, it was a blessing in disguise almost because I think neither one of us would be, we would have taken a while to get on the right track if we wouldn't have had something to slow us down. Yeah, I don't think, I'm like not sure that we'd be, we would have stayed together. I no, don't I don't think so either. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. We, we just like you said, it was, yeah. it was that mm -hmm. trifecta of things that we did and it would have just gotten to a point where we, we wouldn't have stayed together. Yeah. Yeah. So that being our like number one rule. But that was like our, our first kind of hardship. Now we weren't married at the time we married a year or not even a year after Sarah was born. 
because Michael lost a, sponsor, a sponsorship to the school. But that's the Mike's that horses. We don't need to tell the whole story. We need no, to tell our just, marriage. Uh, and that's what I'm saying, because those first few months were, like, right when Saoirse was born, I literally had just started a new, a new job, um, my first teaching job. So my first day, I think, was, like, the, the second or the, the first of August. Saoirse was born on the second of August. Um, so maybe new job, just super stressful moment of time, and then trying to help Colleen's dad through the divorce as well. So it was, it was just a very very stressful time, um, and then just I think it's important to talk about with regard to how we're in this relationship and it's and it's all about communication and we're, we're still very loving towards each other and there's a lot of attention and affection towards each other but then the baby comes and now Colleen's 100% focused on the baby and I'm not mm-hmm. now I'm not getting the attention that I, that I want um, and then toss on the, the perceived stress of the new job and then um, Colleen's dad, dad having a rough time so he's, he's hitting the beer fairly hard and and I was joining them in solidarity. <laughs> uh, so it, it just it didn't help the situation. It didn't it didn't help with the communication side of things because I was drinking fairly heavy at that time. So that's true. So I think that I think yes. that's an important part that of, of how it all started out. Yeah, it is. So um, that is that's like I guess our relationship really started I guess when Sarah was born because we can say that it kind of started when we first met, but it wasn't. Um, a true relationship until we had that baby. Yes. Until we had that baby. Until we had Sarah. So that's when we kind of like locked in and was like, and we were like, okay, like we need to figure out what's going on. We need to be for real, like adults and and, and do something. <laughs> so when Michael lost his sponsorship with the with the school, um, he was either going to get deported or um, wasn't going to be able to work. It was it was deported or. Yeah, because Here illegally, pretty much, yeah. I had a, a, an OPT, it's an optional practical training where you can get to work for a year after you graduate as a as a foreigner. And then you either have to get a sponsorship from the company that you're working for, or you need to pay. Yeah, yeah. Pay out the arse. So I didn't have 10 grand to drop on the, on the card, on the green card. And the, the school I was working for, it was a charter school, who said, they were gonna, uh, they were gonna sponsor me, and then they pulled out. So that was around you the done. Eight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. Um, yeah. So they they backed out, and then we had two choices, really. Yeah. It was um, either that was the April of that year. That was my engagement. That, that was, was my engagement. Super romantic proposal. So. The school's not sponsoring, so I get deported, or we get married. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well... <laughs> I could get a job at home and just send you money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scrape every now and then. Go over and visit. So it was kind of like a no-brainer. We knew we were going to get married. And that's where our marriage, then in April... So we had Sarah in August, and we got married that following April. Mm-hmm. And it was a civil, like, you know, court marriage... It was, uh, 
you know, really easy. Like I, I had a few girlfriends come with me to pick out like a, um, a knee length dress and I really didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Like I didn't invite anybody besides my close family. And then we had um, some people that Michael knew from here and some people that came in, like Joe came in, um, you know, surprised them for the wedding. My sister-in-law and my brother were our witnesses. Um, so Michael's family wasn't here at all, and it was just, you know, that was, that was that. We went to... Let's get it done. Where did we go afterwards? See their mugs? Yeah, somewhere quite Yeah. <laughs> we went to yeah. eat somewhere for dinner. And, Fancy. And then we went back to the house, and I think, like, Kelly and Megan came over, and Felipe, they came over just to kind of hang out with us and congratulate us, but and that was about it. That like, that was... No, that was our, that was our wedding and <laughs> our reception right there. And it was really just like, I think I told my brother and my sister-in-law we were getting married in the Target parking lot. <laughs> saw, by the way. I saw them in passing, like, oh, hey, yeah, by the way, uh, Michael and I are getting married. And my sister-in-law was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was funny. And um, then so our started our, our first year of marriage, which was hard. I mean, like, I mean, marriage is hard anyways. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. I don't care how you start off. I think that even if you start off like you knew each other for seven years and then you finally decided to get married or, you know, like, a, I, I don't know what it is, but and maybe it's not just marriage, it's just relationship in general. If you want something to work, I think marriage kind of puts a stamp on it, says like, you know, you're locked in to this person because there's a piece of paper that says, you know, like, you're either going to have to pay a lot of money to split up to divorce, and especially if you go kids in the mix, then that's a whole other level, but... Whereas maybe if you're just boyfriend or girlfriend, you, you know, fiance, whatever, it's different because there's not as much pressure to keep it, you know, locked yeah. in. So when it comes to marriage, it has that it has that paper that kind of really makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Between between having Sarah and then and that piece of paper to say like, all right, this yeah. is this is for it's real. For real. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've made this commitment to. I'm not necessarily one to take commitment lightly. Yeah. I'd like to stick out what, right. what we commit to do. Exactly. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a tough road right out the gate. Yeah. So we had survived. <laughs> we had survived our first child, and then we had survived our our low key marriage, and then it was you know Michael you know trying to find work, and then me being the sole provider and living in a tiny apartment, and um, you know made it work. You know it was. I think a lot of our arguments stemmed from the drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, drinking a lot of and money. Yes, drinking and money, and which are like what was it? What do they say? Money is like the biggest, you know, um, number one reason for divorces, yeah. pretty much. So how we got through the money situation, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Still I don't know. That always seems to work out. Exactly. We have help from family. But yeah, we just yeah. We found a way. Yes. Luckily, I was able to. One of one of our British friends, Nemo, got me a job, and and I was able to just get that, do that until I uh, I found a teaching job. Yeah. So that was like one. I mean, the one thing I really take away from our decade of marriage, and what I'm learning <clears throat> even now, is how much um, there are like there's a path that you're on as a couple and depending on what's happening in your life that pet that path kind of deviates and that one person needs to go on that path 
whether it be for work, whether it be for um, an activity, I mean anything. So that person just deviates and goes this way. It's the other person here who either continues to go straight forward or joins that person on that path. And I think what's happened mainly is that we have always taken the paths together. Because of communication, talking about, you know, what we need to do about money, what do we need to do about kids' schools, what do we need to do about, you know, houses and cars and insurance and all the adult stuff that you have to deal with, um, has always, we've always had the same, you know, uh, we've compromised or we've talked about it enough to where we understand what we need to do. So when Michael was looking for a new job, I knew I needed to work hard. So I worked hard while he stayed at home and looked for jobs. And then, so we stayed on that path together. We knew what our goal was. We knew what we needed to do. We needed to do. So instead of him getting all upset and, you know, shutting down or me getting upset because I was doing all the work, you know, it was, it was a nice kind of give and take yeah. kind of thing. And that's how it ends up being in almost every situation we have. Whether it's me going to school, because I want to go to school, it's like, okay. So he kind of lets me go on that path and he comes along with me. He knows he has to pick up some slack somewhere or I need to, you know, do this or whatever. And then when he wanted to go back to school or when he wants to do more, more certification or start a business, like, you know, I was like, okay. So I go along for that ride as well. You know, so it's this whole, you know, winding kind of path that we've been on um, that we've always been able to talk about and give each other. And that's another thing. You have, you, you have this give and take. I give while he takes, but then when it's my turn, I then take and he gives. And there's no resentment there. It's just an understanding that my time will come, you know, like it's okay. Like it's, this. I love this person. I want to support this person. So I'm going to give what I can right now. I'll communicate, you know, if I'm having issues or whatever, and then um, he'll take what he needs. And then my time will come. And then I will be the one to be able to take the path and say, come on. Well, I, you know, I take, 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 and he will be able to give. And a lot of times it was me kind of getting tugged. Like, say, there was a rope joint at our hip, and there was a lot of <laughs> tension on that rope to where I might be drifting. Was pulled, she pulled the rope back in and, and made sure that I was staying on the same path and then the same way the other way. But there was, like, like some of the big changes that we had. So, say... Sarah was born in 2007, so 2000, it was the April of 2008 that we moved out, we got married, moved out of the basement here, Mm -hmm. and then we got an apartment out in St. Charles, I was working out in St. Charles, then I got a teaching job down the city, Um, but at that time was, I don't know if you know many teachers, but teachers a highly stressful job. Teachers like to drink. Teachers are, are drinkers. <laughs> so there were times where I, I genuinely just didn't want to come home. So I'd, I'd go to the bar afterwards with people that were single and didn't have any responsibilities. Um, so there was a, there was still a lot of selfishness there. And there were times where I knew, I knew it wasn't the right thing to do, but I did it anyway because I was so selfish. Um, and there were moments like that all the way through the marriage um, mm-hmm. up till the last couple of years because a big part of it was the drinking the drinking side of things it's, it's just 
goes on a very selfish mentality. Um, but the but Colleen stuck with me. It was when I, I was starting to drift. Colleen pulled me back in, and I drift again. And Colleen pulled me back in, and she wasn't she wasn't willing to let go. She wasn't willing to to let me get too far away. It was always that look. This is and we'd rein it back in somehow, some way. Yeah. It was, but again, a big part of it was the communication and the, the yes. willingness to to put the work in. Because yeah. there are so many situations where people. Because there are there are times where you you feel like you you're not in love with that person anymore. You know, you haven't you have you've gotten to that point now where you, you just you think oh well we're we're just two good two friends people. living together. Yeah, we're just living together. That's it. We're just yeah. living together and taking care of this child. Um, but love, like being in love, is a choice. Like it's or, or loving each other is a choice, and it's it's something that you have to work at. It's not something that just like that that right. first year where we're just like bunnies. Yeah. It's that's not the way it's always going to be. You have to put effort into it. And you have to find find what works for that person. How what what is it about them that they like affection wise, and do they like do they like touchy feely stuff? Do they like gifts? Do they like compliments? What what is it about that person like that keeps them taking over? Is it little gestures of doing the dishes or just trying to figure out those sorts of things. Going to things that you may not want to go to. Yeah. Yeah. And also making sure that there's time for yourself because ultimately you are with this person 24-7 and it's okay not to want to be around the same person 24-7. It doesn't mean that you're not in love with that person. It doesn't mean that you don't like that person. It just means that you need some space and that's okay. It took me a long time to realize that. Yeah. Because I was always tit for tat. I was always tally marking. You know, like, well, you went out this time and you, you went out this time. Four hours. And, and you know, like, I had the kids this time and and I only went out one time this month. You know, like, and I literally, I, I was like keeping tally and I was marking down what I had done and what he had done and I was going back and forth with it and I communicating, but wasn't you know most effective. exactly wasn't really well I'm paying the bills yeah. I'm, I'm out working my ass off these kids trying to teach them stuff yeah but that was that was work like that took a that took some time for me to um just two egos just yes mm, exactly and constantly. realizing that you know when we don't compare who did what I mean like I I could it's just it's amazing. When you just hit a point where you realize I'm wasting my time on things that just don't matter that much. You know, like, it's okay for him to go and play soccer and for me to stay home. And hell, sometimes I want to be home alone and just, like, put the kids, you know, like, he's not there, put the kids to bed and I get to just hang out by myself and watch a movie. Like, that's fine. I'm happy with that sometimes, you know? Yeah, there's times where I'm like, oh, I wish I could snuggle right now because the kids are in bed and would love to watch a movie. But he's having his time. And the same with me. I go out and play volleyball, whatever, and I get home and everybody's already home and, you know, like it's, you know, I'm sure they miss me or whatever, but it's time for me and that's okay. Like, it's just what you do. It's it's part of, it's part of keeping the relationship, um, I don't know, just... It's a freshness. Yes. You know, But there were times where, like when I didn't want to come home, I'd, and say if I was, I was going to play soccer, there were, there were times where I would lie about it though. I would like, oh, I'm going to play soccer, and I'd, I'd go, I'd play, and then I'd stick around for beers afterwards. And but I wouldn't communicate that. That's where a lot of our 
lot of our issues came from was I, I was lying so I could so I could stay out. Um, not not that I was causing trouble most of the time, but um, <laughs> it was just because sometimes I just didn't want to come home. Um, sometimes I felt I just I felt like I was trapped. Yeah. Um, and you've been in the same situation where you just you feel like you're in a situation where you just I, I need some time away. I need yes. time off. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's, that's fine. Like I said, it took it took a while for me to to realize that. Um, and I think that's normal. You know, you you have this infatuation type love in the beginning of your relationship. Butterflies, you know, like giggling and like just always, you know, want to be touching and hugging and kissing and everything. And then that disappears. And then it, it's kind of it's interesting. You're you're kind of confused. You know, like you know, like what's what's happening? And then. It's just, you know, do I love this person? Do I really like them? Is this who I want to be with? And all, you have all these questions. I really do think that there is, not necessarily a seven-year itch, but there is a point in your marriage where you have that itch where you're just kind of like, is this really what I want? Is this really where I'm going? And ultimately, the, unless it's a abusive relationship, I would say it would be yes. Because you, ha- you married that person for a reason. And hopefully by communicating and working at your marriage will help you stay together. Learning as you go, because that's, I mean, that's something we've been doing um, the whole entire marriage. I don't think they will ever end. Having the enthusiasm to want to learn more as you go, I think it's so important. And we've changed so much from when we, and being able to change and stay together. So changing together, pretty much. So I'm not the same person I was when we first met at all. And I was told that by him sometimes. Like, you used to drink and be fun and do all this stuff, you know? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, I got pregnant. You Sorry. You used to give me sex. But then I also, <laughs> but then I also, you know, like I said, completely shut down after I had our daughter and was like, baby, baby, that's it. Baby, baby. And then I felt like I needed to be perceived as this older, more mature person because I was a young mother. So I was completely selfish in what I was doing and not paying attention to my spouse as well. So not to say that that was all you know, like you. Yeah. Obviously, there's definitely, you have to balance your selfishness. Like, even though it's okay to go and take your time away, you want to make sure you communicate first mm-hmm. and say, what do you got planned for this day? What's going on? Like, you know, what have the kids got going on? Just thinking about playing some soccer, just thinking about getting a massage, just thinking about doing this class, blah, blah, whatever. Making sure that everyone's on, you know, the right track. It's very important. Yeah. All comes down to communication. That's- <laughs> The, the the willingness to grow as a couple has I felt feel like it's bled into our willingness to to grow as individuals as well. Yes. Like over the years, yeah, I was teaching and then went to I was teaching and personal training part time, and then got to a point where I left teaching and went personal training full time, and then after a year of personal training full time, opened up a gym with some friends and. And that was a very stressful time, but all the while I was just uh, all trying, always trying to grow. And and that was Colleen gave me the space to grow in that time. Um, but then later on, it was my turn. Then it was yeah, Colleen. Yeah. That Colleen was one of those people that, um, that doesn't necessarily like to tie herself down to one career, <laughs> uh, which was used to be really frustrating for me. Um, like 
How many jobs have you had over mm. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I really think I started when I was massage school, though. But when you know, when, like, like it was before that was um, you were doing I the, know what I was doing. the sign language, American sign language. Right. So I went to school for interpreting, and I didn't become an interpreter because I didn't feel like that was a fit for me. So I didn't even finish that one. Yeah. Typically, I finish. I just move on to the next thing, though. But interpreting, I got a certificate in American Sign Language, and I was in the interpreting program, and then I dropped out because I was like, this is not what I want. And then I thought it was early childhood and was working with kids and then didn't want that anymore. And then I was like, let me just stay at home. So I stayed at home, and then I was like, you know what? I think I want to go to school for massage therapy. And I went to school for massage therapy, finished that. Became a, I was gung-ho, love it, still do it. But then I was like, okay, I also think I want to do youth yoga and mindfulness and meditation. And I want to teach them classes. And so then I went to school for that. And then now I'm going back to school to go, to, you know, do some acting classes. And now I'm acting. And, you know, like, it, it's just... <laughs> Let's so do something. This isn't real here. This is a toupee because I pulled it all out. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, just the constant jumping around. Then but, I said, let's do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm roped into that one. Before that was, let's get an RV. Oh, yeah. And dogs. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's another thing that like it's being able to to allow your ego to be diminished for the other person's wants and needs is is a huge part of what's kept us together over the years as well um, and realizing what what your deficits are like you're, you're you might not be very good at something but the other person is good at realizing that um, and allowing that to allowing them to be that person has been huge for us mm-hmm. like you, you were always a I'm kind of a eh, whatever we'll just we'll go with the flow we'll, we'll see what happens unless it's me directly like if it's something that's on my shoulders then yeah I'll get it done but if it's something that like we would have lived in, in an apartment our whole lives mm-hmm. <laughs> if it was up to me I was like no 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 that, that involves picking up couches and moving stuff <laughs> No, we're good here. Also, we'll numbers, okay. finding out if we can afford it and stuff. And I yeah. was like, I'll do it. And, and here we go. We find a house. Let's do it. <laughs> so she's, she's the type of person that if she wants something, she makes sure that she gets it. She finds a way and makes it happen. Um, whereas I'm a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, it happens. You really need it? <laughs> yeah. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. But it's it's definitely, like like you said, that personal growth is huge. Um, because if the other person doesn't allow you to grow, and if you don't allow the other person to grow, then yes, you're going to be stuck in the same situation that you were in when you first met, which is not life. I mean, we get older, we mature, our, our brain wants to develop more, we want to, we want to learn more, we, we want to have babies, we want to have animals, we want to have things, we want to do things. So, and you always aspire for the next level, and that's just, that's nature, that's normal. And if we don't, we just, you know, keep it all, I feel like it's just like keeping it all tight. Like, no, no, I'm not letting go, kind of thing, you know? It's, you are you're not going to go anywhere in your relationship. In order to grow yourself, it allows your relationship to grow. Yep, absolutely. Yes. So there's a whole aspect of the, the growth, making sure that you support each other, and I think also um, recognizing that you help each other out in that way too thank you for you know watching the kids while I went and got a massage thank you for doing the dishes today that really meant a lot thank you for giving me foot rub 
you know, like, just, you know, things like that, I think that really helps as well, just, it's the same thing we do with our kids, you know, making sure you just have that, you know, recognizing that you appreciate what that person is doing for you. And, yeah, when, when those things do happen, then it tends to, it's almost like a subconscious one-up, it's like you're, because that person did something nice for you, then you're like, oh, well, and it, it, there might not have been any intention or expectation behind right. it, but now you're, the, you just, you want to do something nice for the person, right? Um, so then it becomes a yes. more mutual, loving relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, something new that I do want to attempt um, was something that my buddy Josh said to me the other day was uh, start doing things without any expectation. Mm -hmm. Like do, just do it to do it because it's the right thing to do or it's a nice thing to do, not with any expectation, not what can I get out of this. Just yeah. do it to do it. You don't want to do it, but you know it's, yeah. it's good to do that because it, yeah. Yeah. It makes you feel good, and not that you're wanting to get anything back, but I totally agree with that. I, Because I, I get those feelings in my mind, and I think that might, it's something to do with the next level of our marriage, even. Mm -hmm. um, some people may have mastered this many years ago, but yeah. our first big portion of our marriage was um, learning how to be married and, and, you know, and taking care of children at the same time. So I feel like we've gone through a lot of different aspects in that. And um, at, at this point, I feel like we're at that level now where we're just, you know, doing things to do them because we know it's the right thing to do instead of saying, well, you know, like, thank you for taking the trash out. And then, you know, that person thinking, oh, you know, like, oh, I guess I should do something then too, you know, and it's just doing it because you, you love them because yeah. you do. Yeah. It's just because you want to do. Yes. I think another level of marriage, our marriage is intimacy. Um, I am not a feely, touchy person all the time. I don't like slobber on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I hate wet kisses. I hate them. <laughs> I love them. I love them. And he loves them. Like, how the hell does that work? Yeah, exactly. I like her anyway. <laughs> There's that give and take. <laughs> so it's just, um, you know, we've always been very intimate um, in the sexual, in the sex department, in the very early in the relationship, so there was already this like level right here. So there was nowhere else to go but down. Like you couldn't get any higher. So that was <laughs> it. Like there was. So when you start dropping down, you all of a sudden think something's wrong, or you know, like why aren't they? Why don't they want to have sex with me? Why? Why are they not? You know, wanting to kiss me? Why? Why are they not touching me? What? What's? What's going on? What's wrong with me? Like, what's wrong with him? And then you start working up, and where it's like again, there's a lot of learning, yeah. a lot of figuring it out, a lot of communication. Again, saying, it's you know, that yes. diminishment of ego. It's yes. like it, it's not. Maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's yeah. just there's something that like there's hormonal changes and yes. there's there's kids and there's jobs and. Mm -hmm. Just all these different Sickness things that are going and on. It's lack of sleep or, you know, all those things. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, there's no hidden, you know, agendas or anything yeah. from it. It's just the the way it is. And it's I think... It's that transition. Yeah. Or those transitions, because it, it does happen multiple times yeah. over the course of a... Uh-huh. Or, or over the course of a year, over the course of a month. Yes. You just want to make sure that the communication is there, because that dry spell, as people call it, um, is... <laughs> Pun intended? No, it just means that you're not having sex for okay. a long period of time. 
a dry smell. Oh my god. Like the Sahara. Stop. Gandhi's oh my flops. god. Oh wow. Apologies. So <laughs> there's a, um, you know a dry spell, whatever. It's like maybe a month to a few months. But then some people are like, it's been like six months. It's been like a year. And I'd say that's probably a little too much at that point. We've never really gotten there. And who am I to say what is right or wrong in a marriage? Fuck that. Scratch that comment. But I feel that in our relationship, if we went further than three months, God, I mean, more than a month. Oh my God. Like, if there was more than a month of a dry spell, um, that means there's a lack of communication somewhere for us. Because... There's no way that that would end up being possible. I mean, it's just, I mean, I... <laughs> it's not happening. Yes. So I would say, like, I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that intimacy is important in our relationship. I know that he's a very intimate person. He needs loving. Love yes, he needs loving in order to survive in our relationship. And that's, and I know that. And so that is something that I do to make sure that our relationship stays fresh. And I want to, <laughs> but I'm just saying that I just know that that's a need of his. So I think that's understanding each other's needs as well. And um, and he knows when, like you know, I'm not. I'm yeah. like I just probably don't likes know. gestures more so. Mm -hmm. Like when I do stuff without asking. Like a few weeks ago, I just randomly did the dishes. She's like, oh my god, I'm so turned on right <laughs> yes, now. Yes, I did. I did today. I go totally want to jump your bones right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. There's only one plate left. <laughs> so funny. So I think that is um, very important in a relationship. Communication, growth individually and together. I think understanding stressful situations and yeah. realizing that those are going to be the times that are the most challenging. Like moving house and having kids and, yeah. and deaths and families and... Um, Whatever else it might be, like even having a getting a dog, like those those things can be can be stressful because there's a there's a shift in the paradigm. There's a whole new way you have to approach life, not just that relationship. There's a whole new way you're you're attacking life, and I think understanding that there is going to be challenges when those things come up. It's not all hunky dory. Yeah, mm -hmm. having that like making sure you don't have the expectation of everything's supposed to be perfect all the time. Yeah. If you're expecting things to be perfect all the time, then you're just you're. We're just you're, gonna be you're and like each other all the time. You're guaranteed <laughs> to for resentments to build. Yes. There's gonna be yeah. resentment resentments that will build up if you're having these expectations of this perfection all the time. Um, sex five times a week, and I want dinner when I come home, and I want all the kids taken care of, and it's just it's it's unrealistic. Yeah. So making sure you understand, or and it, it's something that. We didn't get it right away, obviously. Mm -hmm, no. But realizing that these big monumental things that happen, realizing that okay, this our, maybe our relationship needs to take a back seat to other things that are a little bit more prominent, and that's okay. But making sure both people realize that, and knowing okay, maybe we can take an hour this Saturday, find somebody to babysit, and we'll just go out and spend an hour by ourselves. Go, that was my next one was go play, making time for ourselves. Go bowl or oh yeah, go alone. If you have children, for sure. Or even if you don't have children, shit. I yeah. mean, you know, you get caught up in work and everything, and then we're even just going out with friends instead of going out with each other. You know, taking the time and not getting drunk. Actually, taking the time together 
you know, sober and doing things that you guys want to do. Yes. Um, where you're talking. Movies are great, I think, but one thing that Michael never liked for date nights was movies because uh, for two hours we're not talking. Or two or three hours we're not talking. They was like, well, I thought we were supposed to be spending time together. We're not doing anything, but we're watching a movie and we can do that at home. And I was like, oh, well, okay, I get it. Yeah. I don't want to start that like, dinner on a movie day for a first date. Just talk about the movie afterwards. So sometimes you just cut a hole in your popcorn and hope for the best. And sometimes my um, my time for myself is just to go see a movie. Yeah. I mean that's because I like going to see movies. But I get that. Absolutely. You know, if you're spending time with the kids and talking about kid things or work things and school things, whatever, then you know, there's not a whole lot of time that you're you're actually communicating um, about how the other person's doing and how you're doing and how you're connecting as a couple and what's what's going on with you. And on, yeah, and being honest with that as well. Like being, and it doesn't have to be honesty to a point where you might hurt yourself or the other person, but honesty with a little bit of discretion, making sure that you, you don't, like if there are things that are bothering you, making sure that it's not harsh to a point you can still be honest about it but not harsh to a point where it might trigger a fight yeah or a debate which yeah. they call argument um or <laughs> or argument a debate de- means yes. there's going to be a winner so that's that's never good um it's because i always win and cheaters <laughs> <laughs> never win um anyways yeah so i think I think another really big aspect of our, our marriage is forgiveness. Yeah. We've both fucked up a lot. Um, to the point where, you know, people can't even believe that we're still together. Yeah. Um, we've separated and we've come back together. You know, like, we've gone through a lot of hurdles. And um, that's, We you didn't know, go over them. We went through them. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just, we just knocked them down. At first. Yeah. Um. So, but there's a level of forgiveness you have to have with each other. Yeah. You have to be able to forgive, learn from that mistake, and move on. And don't dwell on the past. Don't let that dictate your marriage, your relationship. What's behind us is behind us. Can't do anything about it. No, there's nothing you can do about it. And all you can do is rebuild um, the relationship where it's at, and that trust and that love for each other, and move forward to make it better. And that's what we've always done. Is and that, that did not happen at first, though. No, like, yeah, no. it took a while for that. And that was in the very beginning. We had a really, we had a really rough start, and we were able to conquer that uh, within a in, within a couple of years, I'd say. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, like you think now, looking back at it, like we we kind of there was some instinct that kicked in with regard to the forgiveness side of things, but the those memories of things that have happened the, the memory isn't there to to hold shame or guilt over anybody's head the memory is there as a reminder like it's literally just a reminder it's just a little flash in the past mm-hmm. to say okay this happened now what do we do to learn from it what do we do to move forward we don't go back to it and hang out with it and then bring it yeah. forward with us and hang it over the other person's like, well you did this back yeah. then yeah so. remember that remember when you did yeah. that because that, that's just, when you when you hold that guilt and shame over people, it's its only going to cause problems, going to cause more problems. There are things that we did in, in our past that are shameful and full of guilt, but 
we don't hold her over each other and we don't we don't bring it with us ourselves we've 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 admitted to it and we've we've talked about it and and figured out how to it. yeah how to make it how to make it a better better how to make the positive out of the negative like yeah. i'm very find the positive out of the negative all the time i really feel like those those big those big situations that um happen in your relationship that takes a good amount of time and forgiveness and and rebuilding in the relationship i feel like those make you stronger for sure those are what really makes your relationship the best it could ever be and i think that's that's where where a lot of people have issues like what's it 50 i can never i can 50 percent of people yeah. in this country get married and get divorced yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's yeah. when you get to that like you get to that point where say i don't know for you're building a house and you get to that level to where like you have a good foundation you've built the first floor everything's golden and then you get to that next level where things get difficult and it's some people they get to that level and they walk over and they look over the edge and some people will just jump off like you know what? i'm done i'm not i'm finished mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done i can't it's it's too hard it's too difficult there's the pain is too much that and because of the lack of forgiveness because of the lack of understanding because of the lack of, for, of communication that they don't want to build on the relationship they don't want to use that adversity yeah. to build the next level of the house mm-hmm. um i think that's what we've done to like when we've hit those those blocks where we we we, we had the materials to build a house but could have easily just walked away from yeah, it and said you know what i'm just gonna go over here and buy this other house <laughs> yeah i've already built one yes yeah but we we had the materials and we used those materials mm-hmm. and we built the next level yeah um and that's that's something that we've done consistently every time we've hit a big hurdle we've we've built and yeah. and grown we've grown our, our structure absolutely and that structure has only gotten stronger mm-hmm. and and more beautiful it has and like yeah right now i think we're probably in the best yeah place we could be like between all the the shit that we went through and alcoholism and and kids and moving house and renting the house and yeah just losing jobs and yeah. going to school again and business things changing everything yes yeah, separating i mean yeah it's been it's been definitely um absolutely up and down up and down up and down and we don't expect it really to be any other way no um like even going forward in, in the future we expect ups and downs i don't think we'll have as big of ups and downs as we did at the beginning um i think it, that was roller coaster-ish yeah. to where it was like a steady climb yes. steady climb I was like whoa yes. drop off and then it was up 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 and then yeah, and a couple down, of okay. loops and but i think uh-huh. now it's more of a it's more of a kiddie roller coaster. Yeah. You know, it's just, <laughs> yes. just little yeah. ups and downs. Yeah. Um, little, God, we used curves. to get in some fights, man. That, oh, man. Horrific fights. Name calling. I mean, yeah, some serious stuff. And now it's, you know. Like fist through doors and <laughs> just going and sleeping yes. elsewhere. And now it's completely different. Fights with violent yeah. laws. And it took a lot. Like, but what, like what we're saying is that over this decade, 
it wasn't, you know, like we say that that honeymoon period. For the, we didn't even have a honeymoon period. <laughs> we never even had a honeymoon. We never had a wedding, like a reception or anything. But you know, like it was. It's been a decade of complete learning, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what this next decade has Absolutely. for us. And um, there's still things that we're learning, and there's still things that we're working on, you know. And it's just, um, it's beautiful. I love mm-hmm. it. Really just being do. open yes exactly and honest and being willing to to learn and and be there for that person yeah i just feel need. like if someone can get pregnant if two people can get pregnant after six months of knowing each other and and go through you know so much shit to come out on top i just feel like there if there's a will there's a way you know, like, I, I really do feel like there's there is a way. You have to be willing. Yes, for sure. We fell into a bucket of shite and came out smelling the roses. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. Joe used to say that. I was like, Keen, you fall into a bucket of shite and come out smelling the roses. In this case, you are right, Joseph. Mm-hmm. We just have a good positive attitude, I think, too. That, you know, we don't look at the downside of everything. Everything. It's just, it's... How do we find the positive? And that's always been something we've done, I think, even from the get-go. And that, that was really yeah. more of Colleen's influence on me. She, I, he I was, was a pessimist. I was, a, I was very, very Irish. Realistic, as he very used to Irish, call it. Yeah. I'm not pessimistic, I'm realistic. <laughs> Just saying how it is. Yeah. But it's something that I've learned, and, and that's the thing. We've, we've taken the positives from each other and and ingrain them in our own personalities. Yes. Um, which has made us better people. So. But still complete individuals. Yeah? Absolutely. So we've, we still have that individualistic yeah. characteristics, but we've made each other better by taking the best of each other yeah. and using that to our advantage. Yes. So it's been, we, we as much of a, a cliche as it may sound, we do make each other better people. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. Isn't that great? Thanks so much, everybody. We really appreciate it. We hope that we gave you a little insight to what it's been like for our decade of marriage. Um, if you have questions, you can always email us at lotlotpod at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram on our individual accounts because we're individual people. Yes, we are. <laughs> and you can ask us questions that way or leave us a voice message on the Anchor app. Um, we'll have this podcast up and running shortly by tomorrow at least and um, we'll see you next week um, at 7pm for Facebook and then we'll have our podcast up I don't know what we're doing yeah, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what's happening what we're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, send them our let way. us know what you want to hear we'll be uh, glad to talk about it yeah. so thanks again well, everybody peace and love peace and love with a little sugar